Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special edition episode of Betting the Diagonal. It's your boy, Morgan, here again to bring you the fire. I'm here with my man, the number one host that you're going to find on the airwaves, my dude, Billy, the Kid Wilson. Billy, how you doing, my guy? Oh, I'm doing great. You just informed me that there's college women's volleyball on, and it's a tie game like I said it was going to be. We're going to be watching this, talking draft, everything NFL draft. Um, we're going to have a good time tonight. We're just we a couple are. dudes talking sports tonight. We're dudes talking sports. We're dudes watching women's volleyball. I think we're watching it for different reasons. You're a volleyball guy. You love volleyball. I love women. Plain I and love simple. I, listen, I love women too. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, I'm. I'm. So I'm sorry. I'm gonna tell you right now. To anyone watching this right now, if I get caught looking to my left for a while, Bandex. I got a blonde on the screen. I can't do anything about it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to do what I got to do. But like Billy just teased a little bit, we're bringing a special episode tonight. We're taking a step back a little bit from the gambling aspect because we have a pretty big event happening next week. About a week from now, uh, a week and three hours ago, whatever the fuck it was, uh, NFL Draft 21. I'm talking what time zone you're in. I don't know. I don't know time zones. It's EST for me. It's EDZ. I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's we're in the Eastern time zone. The draft's going to kick off next Thursday at 9 p.m. on ESPN in Cleveland. I don't know how Cleveland got the draft. It's a shame. Uh, nobody wants to go to Cleveland. You know, it is you know, it is what it is. But we're talking draft. Billy, are you excited for the draft like I am? I'm not as excited as you are. You're a massive draft guy. I am excited for the draft so I can start talking fantasy football again. I miss it. I love it. I have all my rookie write-ups for fantasy done, ready to go, just waiting on what team they will be landing on before that article releases. And when it does, it's going to be nothing but flames. Your eyes will be on fire. I love that. Oh, I mean, I mean, I, we've seen a couple eyes on fire tonight. Everyone take a look at Birth of the Degenerate, the episode we had tonight. Our man Jared, our favorite little degenerate. Our man's is on cloud nine right now. He went past the moon. He went past Jupiter. He's out there on Pluto. He's so high. Um, our boy just got the second COVID vaccine. Uh, happy, you know, happy for him. We're happy that he's going to be good. But we were sitting there in the chat in our episode, and it hit him. It hit yeah. him hard. It looked like Terry Tate office linebacker coming through right there. <laughs> Down goes Jared. Um, but you know, congrats to him. We had a great episode. Everybody take a look at that. We had an awesome DFS test episode. I know a lot of y'all have looked at the test the last time. It was a, it was a hoot. Jared is quite the character. Everybody loves the kid. Uh, I won a couple he, biscuits. It was great. He, yeah. Billy won a couple biscuits. We set a number. Billy won the number. What do you think the number was? I don't know. I'm not going to tell you. You got to go watch the episode. Some great content in there for you. One of our best birth of a degenerate episodes we've put out by far. Vibes were flowing. We pre-gamed it with a little Mac Miller. You know, we had some fun going in there. We came in hot. We were ready to mm-hmm. roll. Billy and I, we're tired. We're exhausted. Some shit's been going on today with Bitcoin. I was golfing today, and my body is just in pain. But we've been looking forward to this moment all week. We've been looking forward to this moment all night. Um, we got the music going for Jared. We had birthday song on there for him. That gets him fired up. We're talking draft, baby. I'm yes, pumped. We are. Um, so what we're going to do tonight, we're going to talk so... We have a special coming out for at FFD Podcast. FFD Podcast, which is our mother, sort of mother station, um, carrying us. And we're going to be putting up some awesome stuff. As Billy said, he's got his rankings kind of already prepped and ready to roll, just waiting for the players to get picked and everything. 
I got an awesome little article, two-part article coming out for y'all. Uh, I've been working tirelessly for the past few weeks on my legal pads. You've all seen them. You know I love the legal <laughs> pad. Um, I love the NFL draft. It is my thing. I do a mock draft every single year. This year, we got a platform to put it on. So tonight, we're going to talk our first 15 picks. Yeah, we have, let's see the first 16 picks. We're in the first half of the draft. Yeah, we'll- the first 16 picks. Uh, we're not going to give you everything. I want you to come take a look at the website. Take a look at the article. Come to give us, you know, take a look at this. we got some great stuff. There's more than just the NFL article right there for the draft. Take a look at some of Billy's old DFS articles. See what he's done and how he's won people money. You want to win money? Read Billy's articles. It's simple as that. That's all you got to do. You could have read my, my, gambling, my gambling article when Morgan didn't show up that one week and I went undefeated. You could and, do that, you know, you know when Morgan yeah. went cold right afterwards. That was gambling karma right there. Yeah. You know, you never we're, gonna talk. I, we're coming back with a vengeance, baby. We've, we've tried this for a little bit now with the podcast, with the writing. We've seen what works. We've seen what doesn't work. We've got some awesome things in store for football season coming up. I mean, I can just see Billy and I, we're just smiling right now. We, <laughs> wait. we have so many big things that we're working on right now. Wisconsin, Texas, 20 up, baby. I know. I'm watching, baby. We, I'm want, watching. This, we want this to keep coming. I have my eyes on that Texas blonde. Just nope. going to say that right there. Um, but we're going to talk NFL draft tonight. We're going to talk first 16 picks, first half of the draft. We're going to talk my mock draft that we've done so far. Uh, we're just going to do a little insight. What we think is going to happen. Billy, do we got to talk first overall pick? I mean, it's I chalk. Mean, it's, 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 what's our boy Jared say? Chalk it up. We know what's going to happen. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he's about, I think he's about minus 100,000 right now to go he's, first overall. I've never seen a number that large. It is unbelievable. Um, what do you think about? Well, let's do a little, do a little brief, little prior things. What do you think about Trevor Lawrence? What are your thoughts on him? I know you watch a lot of college football. Personally, I don't like him. I'm right there with you. I think he folds under pressure. I think he was a product in the environment with mostly NFL talent around him playing people who are now selling cars in the ACC. But when it comes down to it, you know, I, from my personal experience, I'm a hater. So as much as I love to hate on the guy, I have a steak, I have a steak dinner bet with a good friend of mine, Mr. Sean Riley, if he's listening, that he thinks that the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs next year. So we have a bet. That I don't gonna, think they are. I don't think I know they're not. Yeah, it's I the easiest hundred dollar steak I've ever had in my life. I agree. I'm, I'm on you with that one. We've but, been on a lot of opposite sides of bets, but I'm 100% on that side for sure. I mean, he is good. He does have the arm strength. He does have the mobility. I question whether he can, how well he can read a defense, especially at the NFL level. But um, I agree with you. 100% agree. Scheme designs that are out there in the, in the NFL. We saw Trevor Lawrence his sophomore year. There were a lot of picks. He had trouble with some scheme, you know, defensive coordinators who were scheming against him, hiding some coverages and everything. He struggled a little bit. Had a good junior year. Don't get me wrong. He didn't have to do anything to get the first pick. He was already a lock from the moment the freshman year ended. Um, you know, my my least favorite part about this pick, you know, Trevor Lawrence, wish you well. I hope you have a good career. I wrote in, in the article. I think I wrote in the article. If I didn't, I might have edited it out. Trevor Lawrence, after year one, probably goes down as the best quarterback in Jacksonville franchise history already. Um, that's how putrid it has been. Your only competition is either Byron Leftwich or Mark Brunell. Um, Mark Brunell was a Mark Brunell was filthy. Mark Brunell was filthy. So was Leftwich. Little lefty, little lefty action. Leftwich Byron Leftwich could have fixed that throw in motion a little bit. He would have been a star. Mm-hmm. That's all it would have taken. 
Um, my worst part about this, you know, good for the Jaguars, got the first pick. Congrats. Why I hate this pick. My doppelganger is going to lose his job. <laughs> my twin, Gardner, Minshew, Minshew mania, baby. My man, I love him to death. He's going to lose his job. He's actually going to be the third-string quarterback if he's not traded. I do believe he will get traded at the draft. Uh, but right now, he would be slated to be the third-string quarterback behind Lawrence and C.J. Beathard. No shot in hell Lawrence does not start week one. Um, yeah. You know, you bring in Urban Meyer, you roll it and roll right off the jump. Um, That's another thing. I don't know how well Urban Meyer would be able to coach in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's we have, when's the last, you know, really, coach-wise, who's the last one from college to really tear it up in the NFL? I mean, jury's still out on some of them. I mean, last time I saw a big, you know, college coach guru come to the NFL, the man by the name of Chip Kelly. Uh, that didn't go well. I know from personal experience. Where's he coaching now? Uh, unfortunately, he's over at UCLA. Mm, yeah, that's right. Back uh, in college where... He's yeah. back in college where he belongs. He went to the Niners for a year, and he was so bad, and they hated his guts so much, he was gone before the season was even over. Um, he's back there, but... Pick one. I think we both can agree, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, that, uh, that one's locked in. I think pick two is pretty easy as well. Uh, oh. Pick two in the uh, betting the diagonal mock draft, we were going to have Zach Wilson, quarterback, out of Brigham Young University. I know a lot of you haven't heard about BYU is. You know who the most famous guy to come out of BYU is? Uh, it depends on who you ask, but no. And, let's say NFL, NFL-wise. NFL. Oh, no idea. Andy Reid, mm. Super Bowl-winning head coach. Out of BYU was offense, BYU. offensive tackle. Yep. Uh, not too bad. Arguably a top five coach of all time. Um, but Zach Wilson, the Jets traded away Sam Darnold to the Panthers. You know, they very very clear they are taking a quarterback. Um, Billy, what do you think about that? We've given up on Sam Darnold after, what, three seasons, I believe it was, to go for another quarterback. Sam Darnold wasn't – people were overhyping him. Similar how I think they were they're overhyping Trevor. So like he was supposed to be NFL ready, this and that. To his dismay, he has three coaches in three seasons. Uh, three offensive coordinators in three seasons. Um, it's he had he had bad luck, bad luck of the draw. Nobody he had Adam Gase for a year. You're never gonna win when you have Adam Gase, no matter who you are. That's a tough look, unless you're Peyton Manning. And Pey- guarantee you, Peyton Manning didn't listen to a word Adam Gase said. Not a damn word. Um, I don't think they should have traded him, but um, especially because they got nothing in return for him. <laughs> nothing at all. And it's, you know, I agree with you 100%. I think Sam Donald's very much uh, a product of a weak quarterback draft class. Yes. Um, and there was one outlier. There's one star who came out of that class. Do you remember who it was? That was what, th- four years ago? Three years ago. Three years ago, going into year four. Uh, one, two, three, that would be Mahomes. No, not Mahomes. No. That would be your boy Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, I, I, I get my years mixed up. That was the Baker Mayfield, first yeah, overall okay, yes, year. Okay. Late riser Baker, surprising everyone going to the Bear, uh, Browns. I'm sorry. Uh, that was a weird draft. It was a very, obviously, Josh Allen is a stud. Can he do it again? We'll see, but I believe he can. I know Billy thinks he can. Probably Absolutely already. Can. My man already has his MVP odds probably out there. He's pumping mm-hmm. the Josh Allen train left and right. I was the first um, person on the bandwagon. Yep. But Sam Donald, Sam Donald did not impress me that much when he was at USC. Um, USC quarterbacks, we know the history in the NFL. USC quarterbacks do not translate to the NFL for whatever reason. Your best one is Carson Palmer. 
You know, it's it just Mark hasn't worked out. Decent, but it's Mr. He Butt Fumble nice himself. He, 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 he had won. a run. He won you a know. couple AFC Championship games. He did a good job throwing a lot of picks for me when he was in Philadelphia. Um, yeah. I enjoyed I enjoyed the Sanchez, but I'm ready to move on from him forever. Uh, he's a great he's a great caller commentator, though. I will say that about Mark Sanchez. He is very good, uh, actually. Zach Wilson, though, ton of athleticism, big arm. Mm. What do we think NFL level, though? I, mm. you know me, I love Zach Wilson. I when we were talking about the Eagles picking at six, I wanted Zach Wilson. I was all in. Obviously, that's not happening. Um, what do you think about him? He's got a big arm. It's not accurate at all. If you go and watch his highlight tape, any highlight tape, pick whichever one you want from YouTube, whichever one from any NFL, it's all him bombing the ball down the field, but having the receiver turn back around and dive and catch the ball. It's more of a receiver highlight than it is a Zach Wilson. The kid's got wheels. Oh, yeah. He can run. He can move. If I think Salah will do a great job with him in the RPOs, and you know, there's a lot of people comparing him to Josh Allen, but the difference between Josh Allen and Zach Wilson is Josh Allen will run you over. Zach Wilson can't do that. There's a lot of like you go back to yep. watch game film, which I that's what I do for fantasy. I, like for most most of the time, I'm I'm more leaning on the offensive players, is where like you're looking at everybody, Morgan. Like for me, it's like I'm focusing on the offensive players. Like obviously, like a couple top corners, this and that. Um, but there's a a lot of plays where he's getting, you know, leg tackled in the backfield and going down for a loss. And you know, for I like, a number I two like pick, him. I don't know. I think it's tough. I think if I was the Jets, it would have been smarter to roll Darnold another year and beef up another position. I was bumping the Penne Sewell to the Jets for a long time. Um, I think it would be very smart to build the trenches. It works. It's a pattern thing that has been proven. What are you going to do? Zach Wilson to me. My comp, Derek Carr with a higher ceiling, but a much lower floor. And more mobile. Yeah, more mobile. Well, Derek Carr's not that immobile. He can move a little bit. Oh, he can. But he can move a little bit. I think he's got the big arm like Carr. He's got more talent. He's got more potential. Carr has proven himself as at least a middle-tier quarterback. Yeah, you know he's not he's not going to win this Super Bowl probably. A very gonna, short period of time, he was in the MVP race last year. Absolutely, I think that's Zach Wilson. Um, I think that's kind of where we're looking at with him. I think he might be a good pro. I don't know. It's again, you know, you had Jaguar quarterbacks have sucked. Jet quarterbacks have kind of sucked. You know, it is what it is. Um, all right, we're gonna move on. Pick number three. I think we're gonna have a little bit of a debate on this pick in the betting the diagonal mock draft. Pick number three, the San Francisco 49ers, who traded up for this pick. People aren't going to like this. Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. I like it. You like, oh, all right, all right. I like all it. Right. That's here. Um, I believe oh, that. Listen, I was under the influence last week. <laughs> I was under the influence last week. Didn't know what I was talking about, but I do agree. This is who, this is who the Jets should take. They're going to take quarterback. They're smart. I, I don't hate that. I think that one of the big things, and everyone's talking Mac Jones to the, uh, the Niners. That's why they came up. Kyle Shanahan's one of the most creative offensive minds there is in the league. Give him, when he, he's great with running backs, give him a quarterback who can move, who's mobile, like Justin Fields is, who can also throw it. That opens up that entire offense. You let him sit behind Jimmy G for a year before turning over the reins. Works out, he learns the offense. Shanahan's not going anywhere. He's not going after this season. 
they've committed a ton to him right now. I think he is a great fit. Everyone's saying Mac Jones, Mac Jones, Mac Jones. I got Mac Jones somewhere else. Teaser. I got a trade coming up for Mac Jones. We'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but Justin Fields, I loved what I saw in the college football semi. Mm-hmm. Finals, you know, you're against Alabama. What are you going to do? You can only do so much, unfortunately. Um, that's like playing a freaking all 99 level defense in Madden. And I got Carson Wentz out there. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, uh, oh, oh. Do you just admit Carson Wentz is garbage? Against an all 99 defense. Absolutely. That's fair. Bless. <laughs> um, I'm you know, texting Sean right now to clip it. There it is. Put it on the board. Um, I, what do you think, Billy? Justin Fields. Thoughts? Um, he's a natural athlete, which I love. Um, He's got he's got very good accuracy. It's it's not being spoken of enough. He doesn't overthrow receivers. Doesn't underthrow them. He puts the ball where it's supposed to be, uh, and he's an, he's a born winner. The kid wins everywhere he goes. He may may not be winning natties, but he's he's not losing games. He's not and he's not playing jokes like he's not playing nobodies like you would in BYU or or Dakota with uh, Trey Lance, which which we're worried about. He's playing the best of the best, you know. I I, I agree. I love I, him. I, I think he's 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 probably going to end up being the best quarterback out of the draft. I remember I just said a couple weeks back with you, months back, maybe it was at this point. Justin Fields to me has the most superstar potential of the quarterbacks, but also has the lowest floor of any of the quarterbacks. Yes. To me, I think he could be he could be Russell Wilson. He could be that kind of guy. He also could be Seneca Wallace, where he's just a career backup in RG3, nothing special. You know, he's got a ton of talent. He's a great leader, phenomenal leader. He's led pro- that program for a while now. Uh, fun fact, a little quiz here. Do you know where Justin Fields transferred from to go to Ohio State? Bama. Wrong. Oh, no, it wasn't Oklahoma? Nope. Oh, I have no idea. University of Georgia Bulldogs. Oh, fuck Georgia. He left Georgia because he was backing up a quarterback by the name of Jake Fromm. Jake Fromm is the worst quarterback of all time. Absolutely terrible. Thought he was going to be a star when he, they, he was in the, in the title game a few years back. Thought he would be the guy, but nope, he never got any better. Um, but Justin Fields, pick number three, coming off the board. We're going to go to pick four. We're going to get a little, it's going to, things are going to start to get interesting now. We're finally not going to have a quarterback. This is going to be a quarterback heavy draft, guys. There's a bet out there right now. The, the total for the quarterbacks is set at five and a half. You can honestly go either way. I think there's some crazy shit that could happen late in the draft. There's a guy by the name of Davis Mills out of Stanford who has been getting a little bit of late momentum. You're just going to have to read the article to find out if he's getting picked. I'm not going to tell you. You're going to have to get in there and take a look. Pick number four, the Atlanta Falcons. This pick here is one of the biggest trade possibilities. They've been looking to get out of it for a while. Right now, I'm only going to have one trade in this mock draft because there's one trade that really stands out to me, and it's not this pick. Um, I'm sure there will be much more trades than I have projected, and that's a given. But for the sake of argument, we're going to keep it as it is for most of them. Pick number four to the Atlanta Falcons. We're going to have wide receiver slash tight end Kyle Pitts out of Florida. The best player in the draft. The, by, I 100% agree with that. The best player in the draft. An absolute matchup nightmare. He runs as fast as any receiver out there. He's as big and strong as any tight end out there. He is a matchup nightmare. A lot of people are talking about the Falcons taking a quarterback. Matty Ice doesn't have much left in the tank. I get it, 100%. But I think the Falcons are going to take a page out of the Packers playbook last year and where they're going to see that Aaron Rodgers still has a little bit left in the tank. 
I think they're going to gear up for one more run with Matt Ryan. You know, take out a couple crazy endings. Falcons played better down the stretch. You know, things could have gone bounced a couple different ways. Who knows? They had how many losses did they have in a row on the last drive? I think it was three or four. Uh, um, yeah, it was four, I believe. Absolutely wild. They were the most, you know, just beat up team and struck by bad luck. Kyle Pitts adds something to that offense that they don't have. Julio is getting older. You know, he's he's coming down to the end of the line. Calvin Ridley was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely great. He gets a lot of help to the fact that Julio is going to get so much attention. Best thing about taking a guy like Kyle Pitts is next year, say the Falcons suck next year. What is the Billy, this is a question for you. What is the number one thing that a rookie quarterback loves to have? Tight end. Safety blanket. Tight end, a safety blanket in the middle of the field where he can see. Tight end quarterback's looking in the middle of the field before he progresses out to the out, outer hooks. You know, he's looking down the middle. You got a guy who's gonna run a four three at six foot six, two hundred and forty pounds down the middle. Yikes. That is a terrifying thought as a defender standing there. I would agree with you going Kyle Pitts. I just don't personally. I don't know where they'll go. I I'd like they. I think they trade out. I I really do. I it's one don't of the top trade out options. Pull up. Pick. Um, you know, whoever's I coming up see. for that pick is coming up for a quarterback. Um, I I think that's pretty safe to say. Not necessarily. You can go. There's some guys. I don't think it's tough because the NFL, especially in a draft situation, you don't see tight end, in this case, slash receivers go that early very often. The last one to go this high was TJ Hawkinson a couple years ago. He's a pro bowler now. He's pretty good. Vernon Davis is a pretty good comp to Kyle Pitts. I mean, they also have, down down in Atlanta, they also have my boy Hayden Hurst, who they just traded for last season. Gave up solid capital for him. Is it second round pick? Yeah. Big I, that's why I don't know if they're going to use this number one overall pick with him. My, my thought process behind it is that Atlanta sees what, how Baltimore ran that tight end set with Mark Andrews and Hurst and how Hurst thrived in a number two tight end role. Hurst never saw the field. Yeah, oh yeah, but when he was out there, he made plays. And he is fast. He he's can a run. baller. He is, he is one of the fastest guys. A former former pitcher was drafted in the MLB. I don't remember what team it was, but he was drafted. Um, so we're going to have Kyle Pitts going pick number four. Moving you on. Say so. I think it happens. I like that pick. I don't like it as an Eagles fan. I very much wanted Kyle Pitts. Um, obviously, that is now gone. Howie Roseman, hashtag fire Howie. Uh, at Eagles, everybody, please tweet that for me. I want Howie gone. He's ruining my franchise. Um, so... We're going to move on. Pick number five is an interesting pick. I'm Cincinnati pick. I don't know. Like, on the other side like of this. going with this. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you can go. Yeah, for sure. Pick number five, Cincinnati Bengals. It's a very interesting pick. There's two names that really pop out for this pick. The guy you're looking at, the guy I'm looking at. For me, when you have a rookie quarterback now going into his second year, coming off a torn ACL, yeah, a great quarterback makes his receivers look great. doesn't matter who they are. But what they can't do is they can't fix a poor offensive line play. So that's number, pick number five. I'm going to have the Cincinnati, pack, ta- Cincinnati Bengals take offensive tackle Penne Sewell out of Oregon, who has been dubbed as a generational left tackle prospect. Mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. That's what they Hall call him. Very much gets a lot of comparisons to Jonathan Ogden, who arguably is one of the top five best left tackles of all time. Uh, I think he fits seamlessly into that offense. You switch Jonah Williams, who was your first-round pick two years ago, over to right tackle. You bolster your entire line right there. Like I said, a good quarterback. If Joe Burrow is as good as everybody says he is, 
He's going to make his receivers around him look good. He just need time. That's it. I know you're on the other side. Let me let me, let me tell the it, viewers who you my, got. My reasoning is it depends who they speak to within that organization to make that pick. If they ask Joe, do you want a lineman or do you want Jamar Chase? He's going to say Chase. And if they have any brains, they listen to what Joe wants because he's the future of that franchise. You're going to give him his favorite receiver who he broke college records with all that whole run. You got it. Personally, that's where I would go with it. I w- it would be the flip-flop with these two picks. I Absolutely. think it's the wrong pick. That's where, that's where I lean. I think it is the wrong pick. I think it very well could happen. Yes. But I do think it is the wrong pick. And I think if you are in this situation letting a second-year quarterback as Joe, Joe Burrow dictate your draft plans, that is not good for the future of your franchise. I mean, we'll uh, see how see how uh, Zach Taylor is, You know how, how, he, how he works that group, what he wants to do. You know, as a former lineman himself, you know, he might uh, he might lean heavily on the lineman side. I hope so, for Joe's health. For sure, absolutely. Um, moving on. Number six, Miami Dolphins, who acquired the pick via my Philadelphia Eagles. Again, pick hurts me. All the guys <laughs> that I had planned on getting at six are going to be off the board right here. I have Jamar Chase going right here. We said a couple minutes ago, Miami's playing with house money. And I don't think it's that big of a take or a hot take to say that with a little bit of a consistent quarterback play, Miami's challenging Buffalo for that division. Uh, and I think if you get if you get Tua to do anything, we're challenging that. I wish that's why I kind of wish Fitzpatrick would have stayed. I think they could have made a run at that division for sure with him under center. If, but if he would have played all year, they would have been they would have been in the playoffs. I 100% agree with you. We'll see what happens with Tua. We'll see. Give him a weapon. Okay. I think Kyle Pitts, if he was on the board, might have been the pick here at number six. Again, young quarterback. Give him that guy in the middle of the field. Yeah, Mike Kosecki is a nice huge. tight end. Have to pay him a con- Got to pay him a contract, though. He's coming up, and I don't know if they're going to want to pay him. Um, obviously, now I believe they will pay him because they're not going to be taking Kyle Pitts with this pick. Um, Jamar Chase, we've seen it. It's clear as can be that Jamar Chase is the best receiver in this draft class. Pure wide receiver. Excuse me. Six foot two, 214 pounds. He is built phenomenally. Runs a great, had ran a great 40 time. He has some of the best hands in the draft. There's another guy who has better hands, um, whom, spoiler, we're not going to be talking about tonight. Um, you'll have to read the draft for that because I'm predicting a little bit of a slide for a certain Heisman winner. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Jamar Chase put up phenomenal numbers with Joe Burrow. Everybody forgets about him because he sat out the year. But Bring him back in there. He was the he was a Bolitnikov winner. He is a fantastic receiver. He's a game changer. Now, Very people, much people forget about how good he was. Absolutely. It's amazing what happens in one year. Very much reminds me of a faster, stronger Keenan Allen. I think that is a good comp for him. I think that is a good pick. Um, that is a, a if Tua can put it together. Interesting. Nice weapon. Have a nice duo of Devontae Parker and Jamar Chase. It's not too bad. You know, we'll see what happens. Um, pick seven. Things start to get a little bit more interesting. Now, this is a pick that a lot of people probably wouldn't expect at pick seven. Um, Dan Campbell is the new coach of the Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell, for those of who do not know, is probably one of the better blocking tight ends that the league has seen. Wait, in the this is league. this is the fucking this is the Broncos pick. They seven? traded. Yeah, they swapped. Yeah. When did this happen? That's what it says on CBS right now. I'm looking at it right now. Are you looking at a proposed trade? No. 
don't think so. I think you might be. Let me Could give me a second. Stand by. Technical draft. difficulties. I'm just. I just want to double check. I just want to double check. It is the Detroit Lions. Oh, that must no. be a proposed trade. It's okay. I think it's proposed trades, and we're not going to do that. We're only going to do one of those, like I said. Um, I think at this pick, pick seven, you have the Detroit Lions. You're bringing in a new culture. This is a hard-nosed coach who, as a blocking tight end, knows the importance of winning the battle in the trenches. You brought in a new quarterback in Jared Goff, shipping out Matt Stafford. You got a lot of nice picks in that trade as well as Detroit. You have a young quarterback here kind of trying to re- rehabilitate a little bit, so you're not going to look quarterback here. And a coach like him, like I said, is going to look in the trenches. So pick seven, they're going to take a hog molly himself. <laughs> Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. If you do not know who Rashawn Slater is, I implore you right now to pull up his game tape against Chase Young in 2019. Yep. Chase Young is a very much considered a generational defensive end. Rashawn Slater made him look like nothing. Made yeah. him look like a fifth-year senior who's seen five snaps his entire career. Absolutely dominated him for Northwestern. He also, as Northwestern is more of a running base offense, has shown that he can handle guys in the run game with pancake blocks left and right. Phenomenal toughness you're going to get out of this guy as well. And that is going to institute a culture there in Detroit. They have not had in a while. Detroit's been a very soft team for a long time. This is what you need. Rashawn Slater reminds me very much of a guy on the right, other side of the line, John Runyon. Hard nose watching Michael Strahan, John Runyon battle it out for years. One of the toughest offensive linemen in league history. Very much reminds me of him. He may not ever be a complete superstar or anything, but that's a guy who's going to be a bookend on your line for over a decade. He's going to protect your quarterback. He's going to get into some fights, you know, but you're going to love that. Detroit is going to fall in love with this guy. What I, do you think? I, Personally, I agree with everything you just said, and I think that the name of Sewell is getting too much attention, and people are absolutely sleeping on Slater. Like you said, if you can shut down Chase Young, which in his rookie year, nobody could shut him down in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Like, it's this is a a stud. You're getting a massive boy. I completely agree with you. I think... Maybe a hot take. I think Slater's going to have a better career than Sewell will. I, I wouldn't doubt it. I think one thing that really stands out is look at the conferences the two of them came from. Pac-12, that's a spread offense. Let's run and gun. Mm-hmm. There's nobody really playing under center. Oregon doesn't play under center. There's Northwestern play. is a pro-style offense. Yeah. Yeah. He is set up. Dan Campbell, famously enough, was an interim head coach previously, runs the two tight end eye formation a lot. That is set up to lead that fullback down the B-gap, have Rashawn Slater pull maybe on the corner, just lay out a linebacker. Mm-hmm. Leo Mack, nice to know you. Get out of here. Yeah. Slater's coming there's, through. There's no, play, there's no plays off in a pro-style offense as Not opposed to the, you're playing on that, that end and you know nobody's coming your way. You're just standing there pretending to block somebody. That's really what you're doing in, in, in a spread it's, offense. It's a great pick. I think it fits so well into that hard-nosed city that is Detroit. You got to get tougher. You want to win in that division, you got to get tough, or else you're going to keep getting walked over. Um, moving on to pick number eight. Oh, hold up. So dumb. Trade. We have a trade to announce. At pick number eight, the New England Patriots are coming up and swapping picks at pick 15 with the Carolina Panthers. There will be more compensation in there, obviously. I'm not going to get into that. That's too much jargon for everybody to understand and go through and whatnot. Draft pick value. At pick number eight, 
New England's coming up. They got two. There's two guys in mind if you're coming up from that from 15 to eight. If you guys are still on the board, going to be a quarterback, Billy. That's my my philosophy here. And and I told you earlier. I know we kind of go a little bit back and forth on this one because I know you like another quarterback in this spot. I like another but quarterback if they trade up, but I don't think they're going to trade up. And I'll tell you why when you're done. Absolutely, yeah. I think I pick number eight. New England Patriots select quarterback Mac Jones out of Alabama. In my opinion, and again, this is all my opinion. I don't know any. There's no guarantees in mock drafts. There's no guarantees in betting. Uh, Mac Jones is a great replacement for. I mean, who have they replaced Tom Brady? No, Cam Newton's washed. He's done. He's not an MVP guy anymore. He's barely got a job. Mac Jones is a plug and play guy. And an offense of Bill Belichick. That's a bold statement. I think he is. The upside That's a bold not, statement. I like Mac Jones. He doesn't have that superstar upside. He has solid starter upside. He's got a very high floor, though, as well. I think he's a guy that Bill Belichick is going to look at in the mold of a Tom Brady-esque player, a pocket passer. Yep. Is that why Bill Belichick left, left his, his workout halfway through? My man Bill Belichick doesn't let, you know, let anything out. Just saying, a, he, he walked out. He left early. He saw what he had to see. He knows. Yeah, what he, he saw him overthrowing them balls. If there's one guy I could kind of believe in when he's going to make a pick, it's going to be Bill Belichick. Uh, and he's going to know how to get the best out of his quarterback. He, he saw it with Tom Brady for so many years now. I think we can all agree that Tom Brady probably made that now that he's won a, quarter, a Super Bowl with Tampa. Uh, Mac Jones is a very much, like I said, a guy in the mold of Tom Brady, a little bit more athletic, doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. But, you know, he can move the offense. He can move the chains for you. Um, I know you don't love that pick. Give us, give us reasoning. I know you have somebody else in mind. First, if uh, my personal opinion, Josh McDaniels has been begging for a mobile quarterback. He got one with Cam, but Cam is old. He's washed. He doesn't have the, doesn't have the wheels he used to. So, first, what better way? If, if they do trade up to this pick, which I don't think they will, <laughs> Trey Lance would be their pick. He can sit behind Cam, who also has a massive arm just like Trey does. He can teach him the right way to get down. He can teach him all that stuff that, that nobody taught Cam beforehand. And, you know, not, not to be rude or anything, but Bill's getting old. Bill Josh McDaniels should have left years ago. He's still 100%. there because that's his job. That's he his job waiting. when Bill leaves. He's been sitting there for years. So that's my opinion if they do trade up. Number two, the reason why they don't trade up and the reason why they don't take a quarterback is when's the last time they've, they've drafted a quarterback in the first round? That's fair. It's very fair. Last guy would be Drew Bledsoe. Yeah. Way, 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 way back. I mean, it, it helps that you know they, they had Tom Brady for 20-plus years, but they had a chance to get Lamar, and they passed on him. You know, like they had a chance to get a couple good – Good quarterbacks it's a, recently. It's an interesting spot. It's a, it's a very ha- highly valued pick for the Carolina. I know there's a lot of teams that are possibly considering moving up, and that is a pick that is big in the trade market right now. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to see mean, what happens. You do have, like, with that trade, you do have your the Panthers, who you have trading out, picking the person who I believe they will take. We'll get to that, won't we? Yes, we will, I guess. We'll get to that in a couple picks. Uh, I think that... Like I said, I think the Mac Jones is a pick. I have I'm coining the phrase "feels like 11" for the New England Patriots. They splurged on some tight ends. Maybe they're going to try to recreate the Gronk Aaron Hernandez days. I don't know. Got to have that quarterback to get him the ball. We'll see. Pick number nine, the team that Billy thought was picking at number seven, 
Denver Broncos. A lot of people don't. I'm, I think a little bit differently. I think than a lot of people do with this pick. And I, from what I've been reading and hearing, this is this spot has been getting some steam as a possible quarterback destination. Mm-hmm. Billy, you know who the quarterback for Denver is right now? Uh, Shitlock. He stinks. He's horrible. I mean, I knew I, that I, when he was coming out. Yep. I said, was funny. Like, he was, he's going to be terrible. Yeah, another one, Missouri quarterbacks stink in the NFL. Another one you can look at, kind of like USC guys. But Denver Broncos at pick nine. I have them taking quarterback, North Dakota State University, Trey Lance. Trey Lance playing in the Midwest for his entire collegiate career knows the elements that Denver is going to be similar to. That mile high, I feel like even though Elway's not the GM anymore, he's still going to have some input in what's going on. He is going to be tantalized by that arm that he has. That man can throw that ball a country mile. He's also a quite mobile quarterback. He can get around. Uh, there's something in that North Dakota blood up there where they put in some quarterbacks in the league. You know, Maybe Trey Lance will have a little bit more success than my guy did, but we'll see. Um, Billy, what do you think about that pick? It's For me, as a, as a player, Trey Lance, it's, it's hard to, to really evaluate how good he is because he played against garbage, which is why people thought you know, Carson Wentz is that, the third, all right, he ain't good. He ain't good. Um, I do think can't he... hurt me with the Carson Wentz slander anymore. Yeah, sure I can. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. It's a long off season. Um, I I do think that he relies on his legs more than he should, especially with the cannon of an army he has with yep. good coaching, which there isn't in Denver. Um, that should fix. But if he does go to Denver, I think he just run around like a chicken with his head cut off. Um. They're they're a run first team anyway. Um, it would help if you when Corwin Sutton comes back. You know, there's there's a lot of good pieces there for him to succeed. I don't know if he win the starting job over Drew Locke. To be 100 percent honest with you, um, and I don't think he will. I think it's a great opportunity for him to sit a year behind Locke. You're not going to learn from Locke, but it's a great opportunity to rebuild your franchise because you know you're going to have a high draft pick again next season. You know, it's it's a great chance. You're gonna maybe build to the offensive line next year. You got your quarterback of the future. Start protecting him. Build that defense up. Denver used to have a pretty damn good defense, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, those days are a little bit gone now. But pick number nine, Trey Lance, Denver Broncos. We're moving on. Pick number ten, the infamous, the most hated team in all of professional sports. Not America's team because they haven't been relevant in about almost three decades. The Dallas Cowboys. This pick makes way too much sense for me, based off of Jerry Jones, 100%. Pick number 10, cornerback out of Alabama, Patrick Sertain II. There were it rumors, sorry, I want to cut you sense. off. There were rumors saying that they were trying to package a deal with the Falcons today. Interesting, I did not see that. Because he's obsessed, Jerry Jones is obsessed with Kyle Pitts. If he makes that pick, it is, will be the biggest mistake that franchise has made. Aside Absolutely. from maybe C.D. Lamb last year. Yeah. You cannot keep – you have three receivers who are already 1,000-yard capable receivers. Mm-hmm. You only got one ball to throw around. You got a running back who's pretty good, too, and making a lot of money. Yeah. You know, it's their defense, we saw it, historically bad last season. It got better down the stretch. A better defense, even and with some solid quarterback play, they win that division easily. Yeah. They but need some simple. clamps on the corner, bro. That's what they, they need. They do. And in my opinion, and in this case, my opinion is God right here, 
Jerry Jones is not going to pass on the name recognition that is Patrick Sertain. His, his dad had a long, successful career in the NFL at corner. He sees that bloodlines right there. I think he's going to add him to Chidobe Awuzie on the other side. You get the makings of a good young secondary. It scares me as an Eagles fan because I like Patrick Sertain a lot. I think he's going to be absolutely great. He has, he's, he's very comparable, very comparable to Jalen Ramsey coming out of college. Will he beat Jalen Ramsey? I don't know. It's tough to beat. Jalen is a pretty damn good corner. Yeah. Um, you know, it's hard to put a na- that name on him, but has similar, very similar measurables, very similar times. We'll see. Only time will tell. I love that pick. I just, I loved, I love him. I love that pick. It makes too much sense. Therefore, it probably won't happen. Jerry Jones will find a way to fuck it up because he has his two rivals picking in the next two spots behind him. Um, they could, they could go offensive line. Um, but I, I really do think they do need to take certain. I really do. There's, I don't see any other scenario where they truly need any other position bad enough. It's just defense. They don't need a linebacker. They don't need a Micah Parsons. You know, they, they need secondary help. They could use some pass rush, but this point in the draft, there's really not, this year does not have that elite pass rusher. There's nice yeah. guys, but they're guys. That's it. There's no Miles Garrett's. There's no Jadavian Clowney's coming out of South Carolina. No Chase yeah, that, Youngs. That, that's no Chase Young. I mean, there's no Chase Youngs. I even seen that. I mean, who's the last guy generationally who came out? Everybody thought Clowney was going to be that guy, and you know, Clowney's had a nice career, but he's never been a dominant pass rusher. Clowney was hurt a lot. Uh, similar like how JJ Watt. JJ Watt was hurt a lot. Very much, yeah. Um, I think the pick makes way too much sense. Yeah. Um, and it kind of cucks the Eagles and the Giants specifically as two teams who are very corner needy. So as we kind of tease that a little bit, let's jump into pick number 11, which is the New York football Giants. We talked about this pick on Birth of a Degenerate with our boy Jared. And as soon as I said this name, our mans went, who? <laughs> it's an, Jared's a casual fan, plain and simple. Those New York Giants fans are a bunch of casuals. They don't know anything about football. Um, but at pick number 11, there's a lot of things the Giants could need to improve their team. One of their biggest weaknesses last year there was that offensive line. Nate Solder is an absolute turnstile at left tackle. Contemplated retiring this offseason. He should have retired last year. He absolutely should have, but he's bringing in that bread. They, well, he is the definition of a bread maker. That's so at, it's all it's about. That's right. So at pick number 11, the New York football giants select Christian Derisaw, or Derisaw, I'm sorry, Derisaw, offensive tackle out of Virginia Tech. Derisaw, if you're not familiar, which I'm sure a lot of people are not, that's fine, uh, is a very high-rising left tackle, offensive tackle prospect coming into the draft. I think Derisaw, from watching game tape, fits significantly better as a right tackle, which works out great because last year the Giants took whom they believed to be their left tackle of the future. You need guys who can protect your quarterback. You invested a lot in Daniel Jones. You had a lot invested in Saquon Barkley. You got to protect them. You got to keep them upright. I mean, look at all the games Saquon last year before he blew out his knee. Could not get even to the line of scrimmage because that line was so bad. Um, Saquon can only run one way. When he tries to run to the left, it just it doesn't work out very well for him. No matter who he, no matter who's blocking for him, it don't matter. You know, it's that's why you don't take a running back that early. Plain and simple, it was a it was a bad pick. Saquon's a hell of a player, hell of a talent. Don't take a running back that early, guys. Just yeah. don't, this is why I should be the GM. Put, get me in, put me in, coach. I'm put ready. Me in, to, coach. I'm ready to run the draft room. Uh, Darisol, very high-rising prospect right now. I don't think he's ever going to be a superstar, but you don't always need superstars. Plain and simple. You have to build. 
it's very simple. And as an Eagles fan, I have seen this for years. Andy Reid drove this home. You win in the trenches. Plain and simple. You build your lines. You have a defensive line that gets at the quarterback. It makes your entire defense better. You have an offensive line that can protect your quarterback, open some holes up for a running back, makes your entire offense significantly better. Darisol, to me, is a plug-and-play guy at right tackle from day one. Um, we'll see how he does, but I think he's a great pick for the Giants right there. That would go a long way in helping that franchise. I don't know anything about him, to be honest with you. He's, That's he's ACC football. It's useless to me. Eh, I, yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. He didn't. He put up some good tape, though. Uh, he held his own against Clemson, against some very high-quality opponents. Uh, he had some inconsistent tape. A lot of guys will. There's not, you know, no one's perfect by any means, unless you're Chase Young. Um, so, you know, it's it's a good. I think it's a good pick. I think he's going to go a long way to help. We'll see. You know, we'll see. There's going to be. We'll have a lot of going on with that one. Moving on, pick number twelve. My Philadelphia Eagles from Miami via San Francisco. That's all. The, that's, this is all the places that um, Eagles fans wish they lived. By the way, you're not wrong. You are <laughs> not wrong. It is currently 45 degrees in Philadelphia. Uh, I'm telling you right now, it's not that in Miami or San Francisco. Um, I this, the futures of those teams look a little bit brighter than my team does right now. Um, but at pick 12, we moved back. Kyle Pitts is gone. Jamar Chase is gone. No one else really. Patrick Sertain's off the board. We got a couple options. We have Devontae Smith sitting there. A lot of people, have pundits, have said Devontae Smith to the Eagles. Um, wild that my head coach, Nick Sirianni, is playing rock, paper, scissors with my draft prospects to decide their competitiveness. Don't love that. In don't hate it, though. I will say. Don't I hate it, but do not love it. Yeah, it's not. Um, it's, I, I mean, it ain't you, good. I know, I know you don't watch Nick Sirianni press conferences like I do, but, God, man, dude, it's scary times down here in Philly. We are about to have a reckoning. There's going to be rioting soon if our football team stinks. Oh, my God. That's my city is going to – my Philly scumbags are all coming out in waves, and we're heading down to NovaCare, and we're taking Howie, and we're taking him up to the William Penn statue and leaving him up there forever. Um, but at pick number 12, a lot of people say ride receiver for the Eagles. You know what? I don't see it. I don't think it's going to happen. The Eagles have invested a lot of high picks of late – in wide receivers, they've stunk. They've been the wrong guys. Jalen Rager last year instead of Justin Jefferson. I still get mad when I watch that video of the Vikings laughing time. at us. I think Rager will be a good player. Justin Jefferson was the better pick in that spot. Go a year prior to that, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in the second round. Over a guy who's pretty good out there in Seattle in D.K. Metcalf. He's it's not worst. bad. It's the worst pick of all time. It's it's not good. Not That's good at all. from Ryan Leaf. Um, it, yeah, it's a, I, I can't argue. It's, it's a very set. The guy has caught 24 passes in two years. You know, it's not great. But at pick number 12, Philadelphia Eagles select out of South Carolina cornerback J.C. Horn. Another bloodlines pick here. Son of former wide receiver from the New Orleans Saints, Joe Horn. Infamously, uh, my, my man is a great end zone dancer. You know what? I believe J.C. is a great end zone dancer when he takes some pick sixes back. J.C. Horn if. is one of the toughest corners I think I've probably ever scouted. And I am not a pro scout by any means. But any corner that I have watched film on, anything, he's one of the toughest ones I have seen. He loves to get in there and tackle guys. He is a six foot one, maybe six foot two on a good day corner who can turn and burn. He can run with that receiver. He is a great option to put next to Darius Slay in the twilight of Slay's career before you turn over the reins to him and he becomes CB1. 
Thoughts? I don't, I don't hate it. They need it desperately. I was all year in DFS just slamming any any and all wide receivers playing against yeah. the Eagles. They they couldn't stop a paper bag in the wind. Receiver you know. twos against the Eagles. They're going to put up 10 catches, 150 yards every single game. This is you had a guy in Avante Maddox who's five foot nine. He's so bad. As our second outside corner, you need depth. We did not sign any corners in free agency. We've had high picks in corners in the past few years, and Rasul Douglas and Sidney Jones. They both are long gone at this point. Time to take corner, you know. And I even could see the Eagles going double dipping in corner in round two as well, dialing up the Lido Shepard, Sheldon Brown years. Yeah, they should. They should do something because that offense, that defense, corner draft stinks. There's a, actually a certain corner whom I have, I believe, getting taken at pick 31. I'm sorry, pick 30. And I know, Billy, you're looking at this right now, whom I absolutely love. He is my favorite corner in the class by far. I think he is going to be a star and is very undervalued. You're going to have to see read the mock draft to see who that one is. But I think he's a stud. Um, J.C. Horn, great, great name for a corner. Great, you know, great measurables and everything. I think he's going to be a good player for the Eagles for a long time. However, it's the Eagles. He comes to my organization. He's probably <laughs> going to be out of the NFL in three years. So, you know, Most it likely. is what it is. Hopefully, he's successful. Um, okay, we're going to move on. we got only got four more picks we're going to talk about tonight, guys. Pick number 13, the Los Angeles Superchargers. Had a pretty good quarterback last year. I think it's pretty safe to say. I don't think many people... I don't think many people saw Joe, Justin Herbert kind of having that good of a start to his career. It wasn't that good, but I said he was going to be good. And my co-host over at FFD said, uh, you're an idiot. He's terrible. I said, okay, that's why. He took that job from Tyrod Taylor and ran with it and never looked back. Man, he didn't take that job. The The doctor on the team stabbed him. They had the to stab Tyrod. Get off the field, man. you moron. That's how you get your guys on the field. You need playing time. That's what you I, That was definitely a degenerate himself ordering that doctor to do that. Somebody had some money on that game. Uh, but at pick 13, a team like the Chargers, right? You got a young quarterback right now. Again, we went over this earlier. Important things for a young quarterback, you got to protect them. You got to keep them upright. Chargers have an iffy offensive line. Okay. You don't really have any stars by chance at any position. And you're very, you can use some versatility. You can got, use a guy who can lock down a ta- tackle spot. You know what? Maybe he doesn't succeed at tackle. Kick him in the guard. You know, he's going to be a very strong player in that regard. So at pick 13, I have the Los Angeles Chargers taking Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman out of USC. What do you think? I like that pick a lot just because they do need to shore up that offensive line. Um, a lot of times he was. Be, he was under pressure way too many times last year. Um, they're going to become a little bit more run-centric, I think, personally. That's, what, that's where my early, early stat, stat outs are going, is them trying to, trying to run the ball a little bit more, a little bit, run a little more play action, because you can't throw the ball to... Oh, you can. It, clearly, it worked last year, but you can't throw the ball to Keenan Allen 21 times a game Expect that to work over and over and over and over again. Not not a successful pattern to use there. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, I think, like I said, you have a guy who could kick into guard. You have a guy who can kick into tackle. He's gone, you know, again, Pac-12, say what you want about the Pac-12. He's been consistent. Another riser up the draft boards right now. Fills a lot of needs for the Chargers. And, again, say it for the hundredth time, young quarterback, keep him upright. You do not want that quarterback getting hit. They got all the hits Joe Burrow took last year, right? 
That hit mm-hmm. that Malik Jackson served up against him with the Eagles. Whew, didn't think Burrow was ever getting back up after mm-hmm. that one. That was quite the welcome to the NFL moment. Yes, it uh, was. Justin Herbert hasn't had that moment. And hopefully he doesn't have that moment, even in year two. Elijah Vera Tucker goes a long way in keeping that from happening. Pick 14, Minnesota Vikings. I'm just going to throw this out there. Minnesota's jerseys might be my favorite jerseys in the NFL. I love the I love a good Adam Thielen jersey. Oh, I hate you for that. (laughs) For those of you, everyone who's watching this should know this by now if you've watched prior episodes. Uh, Adam Thielen is my least favorite wide receiver of all time. He's my least favorite NFL player of all time. Um, I lost a fantasy football championship game to one Jared Phillip of birth of a degenerate fame. Thanks to Mr. Billy Wilson here setting his lineup for him. I lost this championship because of Adam Thielen dropping a five-yard touchdown pass with nobody within five yards of him. My man did not catch a single pass. I I needed one catch. That's it. One catch. I'd like to say for all my FFD listeners out there, it was not collusion because I am not in the league. It was friendly advice. It was friendly fire against me, his co-host. Friendly fire. You know. Listen. Tough. It's a tough look. There's no money in that league. It's a you're right. It's a, it's a college league. league. You get a trophy, and that's it. And bragging rights. And Therefore, I said, "Fine, I'll help him out." If there's Boy. money on the line, I'm not going to just start setting lineups for people. I mean, I do it on Twitter all day, but it's a little bit different. It's, it's my job. Man of honor, right there. Man of honor. You know, I love that. Um, but at pick number fourteen, I think it's time that we bring back the purple people leaders. I don't know about you, but that was one of my favorite defenses. They were fun as hell to watch. So pick 14, out of the University of Miami, defensive end slash edge rusher Jalen Phillips. Another guy. A lot of guys have been talking. There's another defensive end over there in Miami who gets a lot more recognition because of what he did two seasons ago. That's fair. Ton of talent. Sat out this last year. Is he in my first round? I don't know. I'm going to tell you right now, he's not in my top 16 picks. Again, you're going to have to read the draft to see what you think. Um, I'm not going to spoil that one, but Jalen Phillips moving up draft boards also very quick. If I'm not mistaken, and I'm very rarely wrong on NFL draft stuff, he is a six foot four defensive end who ends about a four six forty. Um, comes off the edge very fast, has a great first step, great twitch with his ankles, where he can kind of get his ankles down low and get underneath tackles. That goes a long way in the NFL. If you can just get that fast twitch muscle, Everson Griffin is gone. From Minnesota. You just like that? You like that? I had to flip the hair a little bit. Uh, Everson Griffin, gone. Danielle Hunter did not have a great year last year. They took flyers on Yannick and Gakwe. Didn't work out. You need some D-line help to make a good pass rush. Jalen Phillips is a great young pass rusher in the making. Does have an injury history. A little scary. However, the Vikings in the past have not shied away from guys with injury histories. I think this pick makes too much sense. Billy. I love it. I wish he was going to my Steelers. Um, I do don't. I don't know if he's going to go that high. Um, I don't. I, I love the spot. I would like to say I love the spot. Um, they have a bunch of holes to fill. You know, they weren't very good. Um, who knows if if Mac doesn't go where you think he's going, he can go down here. You know, possible. They're getting very a lot possible. tired of. You know, Mac tired Jones of is Kirk. A, Mac Jones very similar to Kirk Cousins in play style. Very similar and, uh, quarterback. You could actually learn something from them. Possible. 
Um, I think, it, like I said, I think it makes sense. You want to build that defense, that offense, that team is a run first offense with Dalvin Cook. Um, has had phenomenal seasons the past two years. I think they're going to want to, like I said earlier, you build the trenches, you build the line. This off this draft after the first couple tackles doesn't have that super, you know, that big name guy that you can build the line with. I personally am not a big proponent unless it's a Quentin Nelson of taking a guard in the first round, unless it's a later pick. It's just the value is not there. You know, it's, it's not going to happen. Quentin Nelson is a once in a generation offensive guard. That guy pancakes people. Let me tell you that. That is the pancake man himself. Um, but we're going to move on. Pick number 15. We had this trade earlier with New England. I have Carolina coming back here to pick 15, getting a couple extra assets for sure. But we're back in pick 15 with the Panthers. Panthers are an interesting spot. They brought in Sam Darnold. Looks like that's going to be their guy that they're going to build around. They couldn't get Deshaun Watson. You know, Deshaun's got some legal issues going on right now. You know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, fortunately, it looks like he might be a guy if they clear him up that the Eagles might go after. I don't know if I like that. Um, but, you know, he's talented. I'll give him that. Um, you have an interesting thing. You got an offensive coach coming from Baylor last year, Matt Rule. Coach of Temple is a couple of years ago before going to Baylor. Phenomenal at, as an offensive guy. He has a phenomenal offensive coordinator as well. Mm -hmm. there, you know, and what do offensive coaches want? They want weapons. You know, I want speed. I want some guys who can burn. All right. We had some guys last year. Robbie Anderson had a phenomenal season. You yeah. know, I don't think too many people saw that coming. You might have because I did. Thing, but not go, too many. Other go back to my May, like my May 20th article. It's in there. See? This is why this is why he's the guy. You got to follow him. You got to take a look at what he's doing at Billy FFD at FFD podcast. My man's putting out lines. He's giving you the rankings. He's giving you your league championships. Listen to the guy. He kicked my ass. He beat me, basically. <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? He's going to, hopefully, he's going to help me. wasn't even my team when I beat you. As his co host, I feel like he has to help me legally this season. Legally. And, and help him with me. But at pick 15, there's a wide receiver whom a lot of people have likened a little bit to Tyreek Hill. I don't think he's that. He's not that fast. Nobody's that fast. But he's a burner. He can move. I will and, say that I don't know if you remember last year during Henry Ruggs' pro day. It was a pro day at, they, or it could have been a practice. It was something. They recorded them foot racing a 40. Henry Ruggs is the fastest player to come out in a long time. Since Tyreek yep. and since before that, nobody. Yep. And this there's guy Tyreek and there's nobody. smoked him. Jalen Waddle was a half of a step away from beating Jalen Ruggs. Half a step. He's got better hands. He's got... I mean, he's always had a stud receiver. I will say that. He's always had a stud throwing the ball, which is a little iffy, whether I think... Because I think he's going to go to the Patriots. You know, Cam Newton's got a noodle arm. And, you know, Sam Donald's side. If Teddy plays next year and they trade back and get him there, I think it's great. I don't think that the Panthers are taking a wide receiver. They don't need it. It's not a necessity. They have three of them already, if you include CMC. I, I don't think it's a necessity, therefore. I don't think they're, it's going to happen that way. So if the it's Panthers fair. back up, I think they, they go elsewhere. They probably go defense. Um, so this pick, this pick, if this goes, say this went the way I think it is, I actually think pick 15, even with the Panthers, is another trade-down possibility for the Panthers. That's fine. Um, 
I'm not looking at, I'm trying to go too crazy with the mock with a ton of trade. I only have one. Like I said, there's going to be at least four or five in the draft. I don't know where they're going to happen. The odds of my one are, are pretty slim in happening, but we'll see, right? I can Jalen see. Waddell is, he's fast. He's, he can, run. He can and, take any uh, ball to the house. There was, any before, he got, before he got injured last year, it wasn't Devontae Smith who was the guy. It was Jalen Waddell who was the guy. Mm-hmm. Devontae Smith was the product of Jalen Waddle going down with injury. Jalen Waddle is the guy. Jalen Waddle is the better receiver by far of the two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and he, he's, he's my he personal to, number one receiver, rookie receiver this year. Depending on where he goes, I, obviously, but. I think fans, I agree with that. I think it's a great fit for him in Carolina because Curtis Samuel is no longer there. Very similar player profile to Curtis Samuel. I think he's a guy you can get the ball in space to and have, just watch him run. I I don't think that I, they let Curtis Samuel go not because he's a bad player, it's because they didn't know what to do with him, which is what I think would happen if Waddle went there. Now, desperately, 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 if if the if the trade doesn't happen like you say it's going to happen, Nelson Aguilar is not a number one. He's just not a number one receiver. Trust me, I watched Nelson Aguilar for four years. I know he's not a number well, one. He just put up a thousand yard season with. With the Raiders, so you know maybe it's just an Eagles problem. But regardless, he's, he's not is. a number. One. You need. They're looking to replace somebody in the slot. Waddle can run through the slot. You can run that slant through the slot, take it to the house seven days a week, three sixty-five, even on Christmas and Easter. I love Jalen Waddle. If he goes, it's because it, it all depends who the quarterback is going to be. I don't know. There's so many things up in the air. But Waddle is my favorite receiver of the draft. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, it's the thing about the draft. We're going to see what happens. Nothing. The odds of us, you know, being right on all these are so slim. You know, the odds of that being right are so slim. But it's fun to think about that offense. Jalen Waddle and that offense, kind of exciting to think about. Oh, yeah. Um, All right, last pick that we're going to talk about tonight. We're halfway through the draft. We've hit pick 16 with the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to stop here, obviously. Um, Arizona is an very interesting team. I know myself personally, I said last year for a long time, Kyler Murray looked like an MVP. Kind of fell off a little bit at the end. Um, it's got some great weapons around him. Nuke, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald's back for another season. Got some great weapons. Added James Conner into the backfield. Yeah, not, a, not a terrible running back. You know, he's, he's going to do not some good. Things. Not good, but not, but not he's, there's worse options out there. So this pick is going to go on the defensive side of the ball. And Last time I checked, Arizona let go of a Hall of Fame cornerback this offseason mm-hmm. who's now playing in that purple people-eater defense. So I'm going to have the Cardinals take a cornerback in this spot. And that cornerback, are you asking me? I know, you're, I know you're asking on the inside. You don't have to say it verbally. It's okay. Cornerback. Uh, Who is it? Hey, Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tick. Tick. Fairly. I said, sorry, I messed up. Fairly of Farley, and I say Tick instead of Tech. I'm having a very bad word night tonight, guys. Extra credit. I've said extra credit about four times in our other show. I I don't know what's happening to me. Um, Caleb Farley makes fairly. I'm sorry, Caleb Farley makes too much sense at this pick right here. Arizona needs defensive help. That's what's holding them back from taking that next step. You know, and a guy like Caleb Fairley, if it wasn't for the injuries, a torn ACL a couple of seasons back, a bad back last year, he opted out as well. He could be in the running for CB1, 100% with Sertain. 
might have taken that pretty easily from him. But again, we haven't seen him in a while. You're gambling big time on this pick with talent. You know, we saw the Eagles make a pick very similar a few years ago with Sidney Jones, very highly rated corner in college, tore his Achilles at his pro day. Couldn't make it happen in the pros, never came back from it. We'll see what Fairley can do, but I think he adds an element and he adds a cornerback there who is a ball hawk. Someone who's going to go out there and find the ball. You put him in the secondary, Buda Baker back there. You got two guys who, you know, young up and comers. I don't know. I love it. What do you think? I like it. I like it. It's exactly what they need. Um, they they could go linebacker. I don't think they will. I don't think they take Parsons. Parsons doesn't really fit the offense, the defense that they run. Um, it's great. That's what they need. You know, they can. You can allow those tight end catches again, Vance Joseph. If you're asking me, make my DFS life a little bit easier. You can allow those more tight end passes. Don't have to worry about the outside as much. Um, no, but really, corner's the way to go for them. If not, I'd say linebacker, but for sure corner. Yeah, I can't see him going linebacker another year after taking Isaiah Simmons last year. Isaiah mm-hmm. Simmons and, and Micah Parsons kind of have some similarities in their game. Yeah. Parsons is a little bit more of an edge rusher kind of guy, whereas yeah, small. Isaiah Simmons is much more of a coverage. You know, he's a joker. He plays a safety and a linebacker position. Um, I, I don't see him going there again. I think Micah Parsons Micah Parsons was in last year's draft. He's a top five pick. Absolutely. Yeah. Sits out this year. Again, another guy we haven't seen in a year. People are forgetting who, how good he is. He's sliding. How far is he going to slide? I don't know. guess we're going to find out, right? But, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how I feel about these players sitting out. Like, one of the players who who I think the Steelers are going to wind up taking sat out last year. Um, anybody who sat out this this past year, you know, it's, it's a year you didn't learn. I don't care how good you are. It's a year you didn't work on your craft. Absolutely. If you sat on your couch all year, you played football by yourself, running fucking drills in your backyard with cones, it didn't make you any better. Nothing... Game action is the only way to make yourself better. Very right. You need those reps, baby. That's all it is. Got to get on the field, real game action reps. Um, that's our first 16 picks. Billy, we're only going to talk one final one. We're going to talk about your team. All right? Your team, the Pittsburgh Steelers. We're going to talk who do you want, and then I'm going to tell you who I think you're taking. I can tell you that's not who we're going to take. Um, we're going to go, we're gonna go a, uh, an edge rusher for sure. Um, most likely, most like Greg Gregory Russo. Like most likely, I'd really love Quiddy Pay. I don't want to say his last name. Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. Yes. Yep. Quiddy Pay. Uh, he's a fucking animal, but he won't. He won't. I don't really don't think he's gonna fall that far. The guy put up thirty six reps on the bench. Gotta love it. Um, Quiddy Pay reminds me a lot of another former Michigan defensive end in Brandon Graham. Mm-hmm. Love uh, that, but. And then you want know, Russo. I think if you're going edge rusher at uh, pick 24 with Steelers, it's going to be more likely a guy like Jeremiah Awusu Koromoa, edge rusher out of Notre Dame. Um, one of my favorite players in the draft by far. Uh, absolutely love him. I would love to have him as an Eagle, but he just doesn't fit in our scheme as a three four or a four three defense. He is a three four outside linebacker. You need to replace Bud Dupree. I can yep. see him going there, but me. In my mock draft, because this is my mock draft. Not what you want. This is my mock draft. Yeah. Who I think the Steelers draft. are going to take. I think the Steelers at pick 24. It's a little bit surprising thing. And it's not the first guy at this position off the board. 
Spoiler out there. Wild take. Spoiler out there. Uh, I think the Steelers take Najee Harris, running back out of Alabama. I know Billy would be ecstatic if that actually happened. Wouldn't hate it at all. Wouldn't hate it one bit. You know, Steelers let go of James Conner this offseason. They don't really have that bell cow running back at this point. You know, bell cow running backs don't really exist too much anymore. Um, Najee Harris is pretty darn good, though. He's explosive. He can run through the A-gap. He can get out to the C, and he can sprint down the field. Ran a solid, and he was in the four fours at his pro day. Got good size. He can catch the ball out of the four. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. You know, those Alabama boys, they know how to catch the ball. That's something that's not too shabby to have. Uh, I like Najee Harris. Henry can't catch the ball worth all. All right, that's all that's a one outlier. (laughs) One guy. (laughs) And he does the one thing that he does, he does pretty damn well. Yeah. So Najee Harris, I know you like that pick. Uh, again, we'll see if it happens. I think it could. We'll see. You know, we don't see too many running backs go in the first round. I have two going in the first round. Uh, I have a guy going before Najee Harris, and it's probably not the guy you were thinking. Um, so, again. That's the guy who I would take. Guy you would take? Yeah, I mean, I think he's a great back, so we'll see. Not um, for the Steelers, but for that team. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, not bad. All right, Billy, we'll just do this real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. Best pick so far that you think we've had, and the worst pick. The best pick that we've that pick, we'll, pick we that you should, think call the best, you for the best pick that I've had that you think is the most likely the best fit for a player. What do you think's the worst one? Uh, uh, excluding Trevor Lawrence, I'm assuming. Excluding Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> uh, Slater to the Lions Slater? for sure. That's why I get my, that's my, arguably yeah. my favorite pick that I have. It might be up there. He's one of my favorite players in the draft. Wouldn't be it's, mad it's if like he was an eagle. Of that, I do, a lot of stuff is, you know, I love Sertan going to the Cowboys, but like that, I, I, there's something about it. I just, I don't want to call it a guarantee, but it's pretty Ooh. close. It's we don't like to use those close. words, guarantees. I, I guarantee close. that, I guarantee you that Billy and I will be here every week for you guys consistently. Yeah, that four um, or five, <laughs> that's a guarantee. That is that's a guarantee. Four, five, and six. It can get all mashed up in there. That's why, like, that's a dark area. Whatever the Falcons do is going to change the whole draft. Absolutely. That pick four from six, you could interchange any one of those guys in any pick. And no, it's not Packers a person. Big fits. Eh, they just wouldn't. You never know. Stranger things have happened. Again, we've said it previously. Young quarterback's best friend. Tight ends. I don't He's know. not young. He's 25. He's a man. It's he's young. He's young. He's younger than us. We're old. He's young. Yeah, we're old fucks at this point. Yeah, me too. That's why I got a hat on. Me too. Um, worst pick. What do you got as the worst pick? Um, most likely or your least favorite pick. Oh, your trade for sure. Your your <laughs> trade for Mac Jones. That's not going to happen. Uh, we'll see, buddy. I don't know. I have sources. You know, um, I got my Adam Schefter phone out here Sh- right now. I, uh, this is, this is my time of year, you know, I can't reveal my sources, obviously it would, that's, that's disrespectful to that individual. Um, but thank you everyone who has put up with us for this show right now. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. This was obviously a different episode than we usually do. We wanted to just talk sports. We're dudes talking sports. That's who we are at heart. Yeah. We love to gamble. Yeah. We love to make money. But at the end of the day, we love watching sports. I'll have, I'll have draft gambling picks on Tuesday. 
We, I, I guarantee you I will have some up as well. I have a few that I'm already eyeing. There's a pick right now for over under five and a half quarterbacks to go in the first round. I teased that a little bit ago. Another one is the order of the three through five quarterbacks being taken. Is it Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Justin Fields? What order? Some nice odds in some of those picks. So we'll have some cool things come with that. Uh, Billy, close us out. Where can I find you? First, before you can find me, uh, take Justin Fields plus 150 going, going number three. It's still plus money. I don't buy anything that Vegas is moving around. It moved yesterday, and I don't buy it for one second. But besides that, insane amount of FFD content about to be released. Um, follow us at FFD underscore podcast on Twitter for all that stuff. Um, I just, I've just i been putting out some GIFs and subtweeting people low-key, you know, trying to get back into the groove of things, you know. Because I, I run, alive. for the majority of the time, I do run Benny's Agnell Twitter along with along with Morgan. He's more helpful than the, the other idiot I work with on FFD. So <laughs> it's a little, it's a lot. It's a lot for one person to run really four Twitter accounts. I got to say, how did you like that? Uh, did Or did you like that dig at Pittsburgh last night I put out? I did. I loved it. That was pretty good. That was a bad beat. Yeah. That was that was a tough one. It's embarrassing. Um, or how about that last one I put up is when that last leg of that can't miss parlay misses. Oof. I felt that one. It's brutal. <laughs> that, one, that one was tough. It's uh, brutal. Um, follow me at Billy FFD. Plenty of stuff coming out. Uh, Morgan may be hopping on the FFD live stream. If there is a live stream, I will keep you guys updated with that. I got to speak to the short one about that. Uh, that's about it. That's what we got. You can find me at MoWatch26, like Billy said. Find both of us at Betting the Diagonal. Maybe you'll find a little Jared rolling around out there one of these days. Our man's as high as a kite right now. Maybe he'll throw a pick out there. Um, my man, our guy's been talking a little bit of UFC with us earlier tonight. Who knows? We got a card for Jared on Saturday. He's got a pick for the fight. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to look, you're gonna have to follow Twitter to get that pick, though. We don't just give it out. You're going to have to follow. It's a, it's a free account to follow. We don't, we don't have to prove you, but you're going to want to follow it. Yeah, so I'm sure everyone who's been here tonight. Thank you very much for joining us for the NFL draft special. Take a look at FFD. We will have the official full mock draft out. Hopefully in the next couple of days, I'm finishing up some player profiles that I have to do and just some verbiage that I do. It's a big article. We'll be breaking it down into two articles, a one through 16 and a 17 through 32. Uh, Billy, thank you for sitting here and letting me indulge in my NFL draft talk. You can just see the smile on my face. Absolutely. This is what I love to do. This Absolutely. is my thing. I love sports gambling, but I love talking NFL draft. He, um, he loves talking mock draft because he wishes deep down that he could be a GM. Oh, I would be the best GM of all time. I've played so many video games. I know what to, how to make trades. I know how to scout guys. <laughs> I'll give you a seventh-round pick for a first. <laughs> That's right. You should see me trying to trade-rape some people in fantasy baseball right now. I know what I'm doing out there. Um, but please take a look at all of us on betting, uh, betting the diagonal. You can find us on all podcast networks, Apple podcast, uh, Spotify. We are on there live putting up episodes constantly. We had some fun. Like I said earlier, birth of Jenner was one of our favorite episodes we've ever done tonight. Take a look at that. You are not going to want to miss it. It is hilarious. Um, Billy, we'll be back on Tuesday, buddy. See you Tuesday. 